Welcome to Mortgage Broker Acceleration with James Vagley and Ash Playstead. Being a successful mortgage broker is not just about offering great rates and great service. You need to become the best marketer, leader and strategist to outthink your competition. If you want to grow your mortgage business and do it smarter, keep listening. If you want to accelerate even faster, visit www.brokerworkshop.com. That's brokerworkshop.com. Now, let's accelerate. Here's James and Ash. Hey, everybody. It's James Vagley here and welcome aboard another episode of the MBA podcast. It is episode 74, Ash, and uh, today we're not just talking about annual reviews for loans and mortgages, but annual reviews done right. Ash, uh, before we dive into it, how are you doing? Yeah, going really well, James, and yourself? I am sensational, as always. I love these conversations, so how can I not be? Um, let's start on an interesting note. Um, annual reviews done right. Well, the first thing that comes to mind when I think of that is, well, what are annual reviews done wrong? Um, I'm interested in your perspective first, and then I've probably got a couple of uh, bugbears to share with our listeners about how a lot of mortgage brokers do them completely wrong. Let's dive in. Yeah, it's product versus pack shot, right? It's, um, you know, we all have aspirations of having amazing reviews with our database that are good for them and good for us. The reality is that, you know, I think uh, most review processes that brokers run are a byproduct of being too busy, not being systemized enough, and just trying to squeeze them in sort of essentially at the last moment. So I think what that leads to, you know, in answer to your question about done wrong, is mortgage business owners, mortgage pros asking their clients, i.e., uh, would you like to have a review? This is the this is the the normal default that it's uh, something optional that we're offering to do for you as an extra service if you want it. Right? That's that's sort of done wrong, um, and there's no other strategy behind it. It's like, okay, let's book in a chat and um, go from there. So it lacks strategy, lacks process, and lacks what we would loose, not loosely just call systemization, i.e. it's scheduled, it's going according to a plan, and it's following steps. So, yeah, done wrong is on the fly, ad hoc, and allowing the customer the choice of whether they have the review or not. Yep. Yeah. I was thinking the same. I mean, annual reviews done wrong, well, number one, they're not done at all. So that's one. True. Uh, if you're not doing them. Um, or they're sort of done as an afterthought. So, ah, uh, I suppose we should be doing annual reviews. But then, of course, brokers get too busy. There's no bandwidth. There's no time. And they get missed. And, of course, you know, you can't neglect your clients. You know, your clients are your goldmine, you know, not just trail income, but it's the repeat business and referrals. So, um that's, that's another problem. I'd also suggest that you, you mentioned annual reviews done wrong. Most mortgage brokers ask. They're unprepared, they're unsystemized, and it's this sort of strange, as I said, afterthought. Hey, Ash, uh, it's been, you know, this might be an email. Hey, Ash, it's been 12 months since we did your loan for you. Um, would you like to catch up on your phone or in the office for, uh, to review your loans? What, of course, are you going to say to that? Well, I mean, 
That's the same. Can you imagine getting an email like that from your dentist? Like imagine if your dentist emailed you saying, hey, it's me. It's been a while. Um, would you like me to um, catch up and poke around in your mouth for a little while? <laughs> of course not. I'd be like, not. no, Come no, no. <laughs> the teeth are fine. It's fine. Yeah, uh, which is exactly what I was getting at. Um, mortgage broker says, Mr. Customer, would you like an annual review? Uh, if so, you know, fill in these forms and I'll have a look at things for you. What does the customer say? Customer says, no, thanks. Everything's all good. And like that is the worst possible situation, isn't it, Ash? I mean, for the customer to tell the professional that they're okay, that is the worst result possible. Like the customer doesn't know what they need. You as the mortgage broker, our listeners, you're the expert, you're the professional, you need to tell them what they need. So that's why the dentist says, hey, it's been six months or it's been 12 months, 18 months, uh, since your last checkup, we need to book you in for a scale and clean or a, or a checkup. Uh, when are you available? Uh, the next we have available is blank. There's not a question. It's yeah. assumed. And that's the biggest mistake brokers make with reviews. We can talk probably down a few other parts, but let's go into this one a bit more because it's the biggest and most prevalent, I'd say 95% of brokers do this, is, oh, they, totally. is they ask. Oh, totally, totally. And it, look, it's not your fault, guys. I mean, this is because the industry generally onboards brokers as salespeople, right? It, it all links back to the mindset that gets um, accepted and entrenched, which is I've got something I want to sell to people, which is a mortgage. So I need to compete for their business, right? And I, unfortunately, that's wrong to start with. But what happens is that even if you have some success and you've got some customers growing on your database, what happens when it comes to the review? Our mindset is still locked in, I need to win the review thinking, right? I need to convince them that a, to come for a review. Totally, totally 180 degrees diametrically opposed of where you should be positioned, which is the big mindset shift. So, yes, we can talk about further back upstream things that probably need to be changed around um, strategy and positioning. But when it comes purely to the review, it is 100% a mindset shift to being, instead of me convincing you to do business with me or to have a review, I'm the expert. I have the knowledge and the skills to help you. When can we talk? But this is an essential service. It's not an optional service. It's not um, something that it's your choice to opt in or out of. This is something that I'm essentially mandating because it's for your financial well-being. Yep, exactly. It's, hey, Ash, it's been 12 months. Here's what I'm going to need from you in order to do this. Let's book some time. And there's a full uh, prepped, systemized process around you know, telling the customer, here's what we need, here's what's going to happen and why this is super important. And I, I, th I love that you brought that up because to have the confidence of contacting a client and telling them how it's going to be has to come from mindset, has to come from the broker, our listeners thinking, I'm their professional, I'm their trusted advisor. Um, I need to, I mean, forget best interest duties and compliance. Like you should be doing this anyway. 
Um, so you stepping up as a broker going, I need to check things are all good. I want to make sure my clients are on the best deals or taking advantage of opportunities and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So um, hmm. that's number one. Love it. Look, and within that too, it's, it's how do we translate that mindset shift into the actions, right? Like what are the steps to be taken? So for me, it's, it's, it's really uncomplicated, I believe. Like there's a couple of parts to it. Obviously, you mentioned something earlier, James, that I guess predates the, the copy or the way you use your words, and that is where an annual review fits into your client um, management process. Right? So we're not here to talk about that necessarily, but this is how you keep in touch with your clients post-settlement um, you know, in perpetuity, you know, month by month. So there's that, and client review fits into that um, ongoing contact. But the actual review itself, it's just a matter of coming up with the little flowchart, you know, email. And I, I'm liking this to the dentist again. So the dentist, you know, maybe old school, they, they still use um, snail mail. You know, you might get something in the mail with a DL card addressed to you that says, you know, scan this QR code or do something, then you'll also get an email. And guess what? If they're well organised, the practice manager is on the phone or one of the staff is on the phone following up saying, hey, we sent you this thing. We also emailed you. We still got these spots available. When would suit you to come in for your checkup? So there's this nurturing campaign. Maybe that's not the right. There's certainly this contact campaign with two, three, four steps to ensure that your recalcitrant customers or the customers that perhaps are used to choosing whether they have a review and ignore you, you can keep in touch with them until you get all of them in for a review. Like my personal belief is every single customer, you should make it sort of mandatory within your business that has a review. When I say mandatory at a benchmark best practice level, in reality, there might be a few that slip through the net. But at a strategy or at a planning level and a system level, you should be looking to capture every single customer into review process. So then you've got to have, okay, how are we going to do the reviews? Is it a Zoom call? Is it a phone call? Um, is it a meeting in my office? That's going to be different for each individual broker. So just lay that out, get whatever tech you need, and then get one of your team members. This is where I guess it gets challenging, right, James, is if you're still running a business with just yourself and you've got a couple of hundred clients, how do you logistically do this well, yeah. when it's just you, right? Well, well, you, yeah, you mentioned 100 clients and if you're doing an annual review, that could be 10 a month. And, you know, a lot of our listeners are going, yeah, that's probably unpaid. You're just creating a whole bunch of extra work for me. Um, and that's somewhat true. I mean, obviously you're protecting your trail, but... Um, as we've mentioned in previous episodes, Ash, you know, by doing these reviews, if they're done right, they should, in enough cases, extract additional deals or referrals because you've actually done that and looked after your customer, which will outweigh, far outweigh, the time expense of essentially doing a review and not making any money. Um, we won't get into fee-for-service, which is clearly an option for what a lot of our members do uh, charge fees for things like this, but um, yeah, just thought I'd add that. Yeah, look, and the the other thing to add to that um, stream of thought, James, is 
part of the mindset shift is moving the review away from, oh, I'm going to check your rate. Like, how many of you listeners, when I mention the word review, instantly think rate review? And there's new tech platforms out there, which shall remain nameless, that provide services about, oh, you know, give us your database and we'll reprice your book and automate Ooh, it. I'm now, really glad you brought that up, Ash, because I'll let you keep going, but just want to hammer in just a second because an annual, review is, yeah, an annual review is not an interest rate review. Well, yeah, that's it. It's exactly where I'm going, James. So I'm happy for you to jump in. An <laughs> annual review is not a rate review. It's a aspirational dis- – well, I call it a strategy review, right? But you can come up with whatever word you want, listeners. It's not a rate review. It's a strategy review. How else can we help you? How else can we plan for the future? What can we do to help you achieve your goals? That's what it needs to be, not let's have a look at your rate. Yep. That's the true trusted advisor strategy that we teach. And it comes to, that goes right back to positioning from day one, how you show up with your customers, how you plan on keeping in touch and communicating and nurturing and and all that. So, you know, annual reviews done right, we do actually have to go right back to day one with a customer and map out that ideal customer journey and go, what do we want to do? to give each and every customer an amazing experience with us and annual re- proactive, non-negotiable annual reviews are going to be a part of that. So it's great. Yeah, totally, totally. So, you know, if you're listening to this um, and you're thinking, well, where do I start? I'm still a one-man band. I don't have a team, so I've got to do this myself. Look, yeah, obviously you can, you can talk to us for starters because this is the stuff that uh, – we love doing and we do every day of the week. But, you know, if you're out there and you go, you know what, I, I, I hear what you guys are saying, I get it and, and I want to do it. You know, I'll shift my mindset and I want to be the, I want to be the uh, trusted advisor, you know, the, the head surgeon, so to speak, that the clients just feel totally compelled to have the, the strategy um, update with me. Okay, well, what's the starting point? The starting point would be to divide, I mean, because, you know, you do this annually, right, more or less. Now, it doesn't mean it's on the one, two, three, four-year anniversary of every loan. They just need to be a year apart, essentially. So I would be starting just with, you know, the first 10 people on your database, set up the process, make sure that you craft your communication that's built around a strategy update, not a rate check, um, work out how you're going to contact them, email, um, phone call. We talk about other technology things. We use videos and other things. Um, but if you just want to keep it really simple, it can be as simple as an email followed by a phone call or a text followed by a phone call. And on the phone call, you have a clear uh, process that you follow, which takes 10 to 20 minutes per customer. And, and James, I think it's, and I think most brokers would know this too, you know, the review process is not where you write a new loan. If the client happens to say, I'm glad you rang, I've been thinking about X, Y, Z, I'd like to, um, you know, buy an investment property, for example, well, then you convert you know, the strategy update into a full-on strategy meeting, which you can probably rebook into your diary. So it's, you know, the purpose of the strategy meetings is to deliver value um, to the relationship. If it triggers an opportunity, you would generally push that back into your diary at the next available opportunity. So that's, that's all I would do is segment out the first 10 that have been at least a year since you've had a review, email, phone call, conversation and outcome you want to achieve and a next step if they decide that they want to 
take the conversation further and keep it as simple as that. If you're in that position where you have limited time and team, if you're running a bigger business with a team, well, then it's probably, you know, you're probably more well-resourced to, to map out a more evolved process. Exactly, where we can have other members of team uh, manage and start annual review processes and things like that uh, for those that are more advanced. But, yeah, I think this has been a really solid conversation because uh, annual reviews are one of these things that there are ne- a lot of brokers see them as a necessary evil, <clears throat> just about rates, things like that. And I'm hoping that today we have opened some eyes in terms of why we need to do them, how to position them, how to do them right. Um, we mentioned two or three big, big, big no-nos. So hopefully those have hit home. And like anything that you do in a business, listeners, it, it's just, it's a system. Map out what you want to happen, as Ash said, and bake it in to your client experience. Don't do anything ad hoc. It's not an afterthought. It's not a ask. And uh, if you take what we've said in this short episode, you will be on a very good path to doing annual reviews right. Um, is there anything else you'd mention on this topic, Ash, before we wrap it up? No, look, there's, there's, there are other areas you can go here, of course, and anybody who listened to this, if you want to have a deeper discussion about this, please reach out to us. Like, we would love to chat to you in more depth at a personal level about this. But at an overall level, I mean, the key, I guess, message, if you like, James, that I would like to leave is start with the mindset shift. This is not a necessary evil. This is an opportunity. Right? This is a, call it a gratitude process, call it a mindset shift, call it something, but change your thinking of you and all your team and your business culture to annual reviews are not a necessary evil or a necessary obligation. They're an opportunity for you and the customer to grow the relationship and grow your business. Yep, you bet, big opportunity. I love it. This, I, I really love this conversation. Hope this one is one that becomes a bit of a top episode and we can get as many brokers to listen to this one as possible because it's uh, one of the biggest uh, things, I think, in the industry that needs a bit of a tweak. So, uh, yeah, great conversation, Ash. And uh, listeners, make sure you action this stuff. You know, share it with other brokers. The industry needs to hear this sort of stuff, right? So share it around. You know, tell people about the podcast. Give us a comment. Get in touch if you'd like to uh, potentially work with us, dive deeper. But yeah, until next week, Ash, great convo and excited to see what we've got uh, brewing for next week's episode 75. Likewise, James, loved it. And uh, listeners, I hope you got something gold out of this and we will see you or listen to you next time. Will do. See you, everybody. Thanks for joining this episode of Mortgage Broker Acceleration. It's now time to grow your mortgage business, your income, and your lifestyle too. If you want to accelerate and learn from the best, head over to brokerworkshop.com and join the next deep dive training with James and Dash. That's www.brokerworkshop.com. Until next time, go get them.